Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. Hello and welcome. This is Liz Booker with a literary aviatrix waypoint along our journey through stories featuring women in aviation. This one is from season one, episode 17, in my interview with Raquel Ramsey and Tricia Orand about their book, Taking Flight, the Nadine Ramsey story. Raquel Ramsey, who goes by Rocky, is the widow of Ed Ramsey, a decorated World War II veteran about whom the film Never Surrender, the Ed Ramsey story was made and in which Rocky was heavily involved. Well, Rocky promised her husband that she would also tell the story of Ed's sister, Nadine Ramsey, who also served in the war as a women Air Force service pilot. I interviewed both Rocky and Trisha together. And in this clip, Trisha is doing a reading that really describes what life was like at Avenger Field in Sweetwater, Texas for the trainees. And it includes this detail that has become iconic to me, representing what life was like there for the ladies. And it's this detail of them pulling their cots out of their barracks and putting them outside because it was so hot and sleeping outside under the stars. This is a scene that I've seen repeated in so many books about the wasp. You'll see it in Sarah Byrne Rickman's books, who has written over a dozen books about the wasp. It appeared in Cherie L. Smith's young adult novel, Fly Girl. And there's a beautiful illustration of the scene in Megan P. Brown's picture book, Dorothy the Brave. If you have any little ones in your life, I highly recommend you get a copy of that book for them. Here's Trisha. So I am going to read a passage um, from one of the beginning, the beginning is of one of the sections. So Racky, uh, was fortunately on board with this idea that I had as I was approaching the writing of the book to include sections that were, um, told in a little bit more of a narrative style with a little bit more, um, flair to the writing. And so, uh, this is a section about when Nadine first, uh, joined, the recruits at Sweetwater Field to become a wasp and about training there. This is part three in flight. At the sound of reveille, Nadine threw off her thin cotton sheets, careful to keep them from falling in the dirt. The air was already humid and filled with the electric whine of insects. It was going to be another sweltering day with no rain. Yesterday's heat had melted into one of those brutal Texas summer nights that made it impossible to sleep indoors, so Nadine and her roommates, or baymates, had been allowed to drag their cots outside to sleep under a pearlescent half-dollar moon set against the brilliant swath of the Milky Way. A good night for night flying, she had thought, although neither she nor anyone else had been sent up. Meanwhile, they risked the darkness of night when the ground became rife with sweet waters ever-present tarantulas, scorpions, and rattlesnakes. 
But Nadine had learned to tuck her sheets in tightly around her body when sleeping under the stars, and that usually kept the critters out. Ramsey, a voice called, and Nadine looked over to see her best friend, Joe, comically struggling to wrestle her cot back into the bay where they lived. She jumped up, grinning, and hurried to help the petite blonde trainee, Helen Joe Severson, from Billing, South Dakota. Nadine and Joe had arrived at Sweetwater on the same day, and because their names were close alphabetically, had been assigned to the same bay. They had taken to each other immediately. Joe was sweet, stubborn, and deeply good-hearted. Nadine found it funny that Joe and some of the others looked up to her, although she was always glad to give flying advice if anybody wanted it. At 31, Nadine was the oldest woman in her bay, one of the most experienced trainees on the base, and because she'd been married, however briefly, to her high school sweetheart, she was thought of as worldly. Joe was 24 and married too. Her husband, Rob, was a captain fighting in the skies over Europe. She missed him terribly and talked about him daily. Nadine and Joe hauled their cots into the long barracks, where Nadine noticed with annoyance that, although she had just swept it yesterday, the floor was already covered with dust. Sweet water was hotter than Hades, as dirty as the dust bowl, and windy to boot. One of the girls had joked that when a windstorm and a thunderstorm happened at the same time, it was actually capable of raining mud. First up was flight instruction, so Nadine and Joe quickly changed, pulling on their zoot suits, standard-issue army coveralls, and pausing to tediously roll up the trailing sleeves and ankle cuffs. Nadine darted into the bathroom, where at least eight other women crowded around two sinks, frantically brushing their teeth. A couple looked hungover, some daubed on makeup and pulled rollers out of their hair. Nadine studied her own reflection. Her hazel eyes were merry and her cheeks sunburned pink. Once ready, she joined the formation outside under the direction of her squadron commander, Marianne Beard. As she waited for the last few trainees to hurry and take their places, Nadine thought about her brother, Ed, wondering where he was, if he was alive, if she would ever see him again. She imagined him thinking of her and Nell and of home. All this thinking was useless, she concluded, reminding herself that she was exactly where she needed to be and that Ed would be proud of her.